my wonderful friend, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, your host, and thank you for tuning in. We are very happy to um, hear from you also during this uh, program. And uh, if you like to send us a message, a text, uh, please feel free to do that. And uh, you will be part of the program today with us and maybe share with us some of your uh, thoughts in regard to the topic which we are going to, to talk about. The number uh, where you can uh, send a message is 04 double eight double eight zero eight double one i would like to welcome our co-host today and again welcome tracy good to have you with us thanks nick nice to be here again hi to all the listeners now um, tracy we used to say that you are an uh, uh, active uh, member of the seventh day adventist church or uh, uh, how did we say before we used to say i was active in the brighton seventh day adventist church but now i'm a member so. we, we added that one that you are a member now because you you have your uh, membership uh, transfer that to brighton yes, church from yes? my church in sydney over to brighton so i'm lo- i'm i'm really happy to have to officially have my new home here in uh, Brighton Church uh, here in here in Adelaide. Yeah. All right. I mean, if you are just tuning in with us uh, in, in the recent times, probably you haven't mentioned much about uh, Tracy. She moved to the beautiful city of uh, Adelaide from Sydney and lucky her that she's not in lockdown there. <laughs> yes. Anyone might have thought that God gave me a bit of a premonition on it. So I've been very lucky, but we, but we certainly really think of those in Sydney who may be listening um, mm. and are in that situation and, and our, our thoughts and prayers go out to them and also the Victorians at this point in time. Yes, while you just mentioned that, uh, Tracy, it's very interesting, uh, you know, the the times we live in, very uncertain, you know, uh, from one day to the other, things are changing so, again, so dramatically in some aspects. And unfortunately for some people, really dramatically, you know. Mm. Um, But look, uh, it's good to have you with us, good to have you in Adelaide here and uh, being part. I love it. Oh, that's great to hear that. And uh, yeah, most of all, you know, to to have you part of our Faith FM team um, and particularly on drive time. We enjoying um, talking to you, on, uh, usually on Fridays. Mm. Uh, but uh, uh, Tracy, we are um, looking into a very interesting subject uh, today. And uh, again, I like to encourage our um listeners to request the offer which we have for today and for the whole week we we were giving out uh, a wonderful um, dvd uh, about uh, the final events we talk about prophecy quite uh, a bit these days uh, tracy Mm. and uh, in this dvd will be uh, even more explain because you know during the time one hour in in our time it's hard to cover all the aspects of the topic 
Absolutely, and I would say I've looked, I've I've watched that DVD myself, and I think what it does, it does a good job of helping people to visual visualize mm-hmm. actually, you know, the prophecy in, in action. Um, I, I think it's just uh, it, it it kind of helps you to apply and understand, you know, how that prophecy might play out. Right, and that DVD is uh, yours right now, uh, free of charge, no obligation. You just need to send us a message with your name, your details, because we can uh, then uh, post it uh, to you. The number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. Please uh, don't hesitate to request this um, DVD. And here's a bit of ad about it. What does the Bible say about the end of the world? Faith FM's free offer today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free final events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. It's wonderful to have David Lima from Family Voice Australia with us again. Thank you, David, for joining us. Well, thanks, Nick. It's wonderful to be broadcasting with you once again. That's great. I would like to ask you a question straight away, David, about our uh, subject uh, today. Can you tell me what happens when we die? What happens when we die? That's a great question. My hairdresser (laughs) asked me that once as I was getting my hair cut, and I said, you don't need to worry about that because when you were a baby in the womb, there you were, snug, warm, looked after. You had no idea what was going to happen, but someone else did. And your task was just to enjoy the ride, so to speak. So I don't have all the answers as to what happens, and there are certainly different views, different interpretations of Scripture, Mm -hmm. but certainly there are wonderful truths for us that we will, at some point, be in the presence of Christ. You know, he said to the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. So uh, he was reassured wonderfully that uh, at death, which was looming on the horizon, and they only had a few more minutes left probably on the earth. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. So that's a wonderful comfort. And the, the thief was, shall we say, in the Lord's hands. He said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That's very important, I think. Very important to consider because uh, otherwise uh, he would expect to be with Jesus straight away in, in heaven, even though Jesus didn't go to heaven straight away. True. Mm. So, in a, But nevertheless, in a state of paradise, uh, whatever that means, it's quite a mystery. Mm. But we we know that if we say, Lord, remember me, that's that's the question. Are we asking the Lord to remember us when he comes into his kingdom? Uh, so is Christ claiming me? That's the question, really, Nick. Not what happens when we die so much. That, that's an interesting question. But the real question is, does Christ claim me? Can I cry out to him for salvation? Will he rescue me from death? Will mm. he in the fullness of time, give me the resurrection body that we look forward to. So, Yeah, and I believe uh, the thief on the cross, he was committing his life yes. into the hands of Jesus. And that's what he says, remember yeah. me. That's right. And Christ grasped him, as it were, even though his hands were nailed. He grasped that thief and saved him from death. And the the future of that man is secure because of what Christ has mm. done. Mm. 
And, and creation helps us also in this way, Nick. Yes, and I will come to that just in a, in a second. Mm. Um, you know, talking about death, um, David, uh, even if we worry or not, uh, that's quite certain. Yeah. You know, as we heard that saying, you know, the two things are certain in this life. Yes. And that's uh, taxes. Death and taxes, yeah. And death. <laughs> but it's more than that. Mm. Uh, you know, that is not the end of it. No. And let's look a little bit on that, just what you just um, said a bit uh, earlier. Uh, how else does creation mm. give us a witness yes. to the resurrection? Yes. Well, we in fact get a clue about what will happen to us by the testimony of creation. Because we read these words, for example, in the book of Daniel, it says, "...their multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake." Mm. So that's a tremendous word from Daniel. And then Jesus, he, he saw that uh, a girl had died, and he said to those who were grieving as they were about to take her off and bury her, he said, she is not dead but asleep. Now, mm-hmm. she really was dead. We know that. But as far as the Lord was thinking, because he thinks heavenly thoughts, he, he was thinking that she was asleep. In other words, in his perspective, for her to come back to life was as easy as you just shake someone by the shoulder that's asleep and they'll soon be awake. So death was not claiming her in Christ's perspective because he, he conquers death. And so he's able, able to not only rise from the dead, but he's able to enable us to rise from the dead. And, that, and, and there's a prophecy of that with that girl. So there's, uh, the point I'm making is that, w- is that we sleep in death. Uh, and so the multitudes sleeping will awake. She is asleep. But more than that, God has caused each human being to have to practice or rehearse dying and rising. Mm. We do it every day of our lives. We do it without thinking. But every morning when I wake up, Nick, I try to say these words to myself. I awaken from sleep as though rising from death. That's a very good saying, so and, 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 and to think about that A way. little daily discipline. Mm. I awaken from sleep as though rising from death, confident that just as I've lain down to sleep and arisen so many times, so too on the day of my death, I can die confidently that God will wake me up. Yeah, And those who die in Jesus, they should not fear Correct. death, because he's uh, uh, the resurrection. Uh, but those ones who don't know Jesus, that's the problem, because uh, if you don't know Jesus, and yes. the thief said, remember me when you come in your kingdom, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, Correct. him to remember you, then you'll remain uh, uh, in, in death, which um, we will address another uh, time, you know, what's mm-hmm. the the result of that eternal mm-hmm. death, you mm-hmm. know, uh, as the Bible puts it, uh, yes. in a second death. Yes. And um, let me just... Uh, uh, ask you another question here. Mm. Will everyone inherit the kingdom of God? Because, you know, many people, and I heard this over and over again, mm. doesn't matter what the person was doing, what mm. was the character of mm. a person. When he died, I heard about even the, mm. you know, the priest mm. or whoever mm. conducted the funeral say, now he's in heaven, you know, yeah. and he's going yeah. in heaven. Is that right? I mean, mm. doesn't really matter what you do. You'll just go in, in heaven? Well, people, shall we say, opt out of the gift of salvation. It's there for everyone who will receive it. But if people don't want it, if they refuse the gift, it's like if I give you a, a check for a million dollars here, write that out for you, Nick, and give it to you. It, it'll sit in your pocket. And if you don't go to the bank and cash it in, then you you might as well not have received it in the first place. Mm-hmm. The, the free gift of salvation is there for everyone. But let's not fight God. Let's receive his gift 
why would we miss out on on participating in the kingdom? Why would anyone want to do that? It's bizarre. Let's be like that thief on the cross who he was willing to confess his sins. He he was there mm. because he deserved to be there. Yeah. He 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 was under a capital offence, and all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're we're all in that sinful category and that's why all of us are disqualified from the kingdom except that Christ would claim us Mm -hmm. and so as that thief cried out Lord remember me when you come into your kingdom if we cry that if we profess faith in Christ and acknowledge him then he will receive us into his kingdom wonderful I think that's the very essence of uh, of this to be at peace with yes. God yes. because uh, well the next thing you know after that we'll hear the voice of the Lord uh, yes. uh, at the resurrection time yes. that's wonderful thank you so much David for sharing with us again and like always I'm saying God bless you, thank you. as you go and share around you know uh, through the Family Voice Australia and uh, live the gospel the truth of the gospel uh, <laughs> uh, with the people around you Thank you for uh, coming uh, with us and we'll see you back again next time. See you next week. No radio reception? No problem. Download the free Faith FM app onto your phone or tablet to listen anytime, anywhere. Welcome back. This is Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou. And uh, as uh, we just mentioned a bit earlier, uh, Tracy, it's um, very good when we give some things away and straight away um, we have some people uh, requesting uh, that DVD which we mentioned, Final Events, and thank you Nada for uh, requesting that. Also, uh, I have some messages of encouragement from um, uh, Cheryl, and thank you for that, Cheryl. I hope you received that book which uh, uh, we offered to you, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, or uh, uh, the health and wellness. But thank you for the messages. And again, don't hesitate to write us a message and uh, the DVD final events uh, is yours today. The number where you can uh, send us a text, it's 048-880811. Tracy, this week we'd follow the, the theme, what does the future hold? Mm. Big question for everybody. Absolutely. We followed such important topics, you know, as uh, what is happening to our world? Mm. And that's a big question in the minds of many people today. Mm. Uh, signs of the second coming. Mm. How will the, wor- the world end? That's a big question we talked about. And many people think in different ways, you know, um, even the manner in which Christ is going to come. Absolutely. Some people believe that secretly he comes. The Bible says that uh, everyone shall see him. Every eye shall see him when yes. he is coming. Um, what happens after the world ends? We just uh, discussed that the other day. And is heaven real? Because many people, you know, thinking that that's what it is, this life. And after this life, you know, so many different ideas Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. Yeah. But we are going to talk today um, uh, a little bit more about um, what happens when we die. And this is another topic. 
where there's so many different ideas. Absolutely. And, you know, even if you miss on some of those programs, you know, which we mentioned uh, before, and if you like to listen back to them, I'll encourage you to download uh, right now, if you haven't done it yet, uh, our app. It's uh, Faith FM Australia, and you can uh, listen on demand. Um, you can visit uh, our website, faithfm.com.au. And, uh, yeah, listen back to some of the programs or there are many, many programs, uh, um, through our network and you'll be blessed and in, encouraged. Uh, Tracy, I would like to just throw this one, uh, to you now. Uh, what, what happens? When, when we, we die. die, as I said, there's so many different um, ideas. And the thing is that there is uncertainty in life. None of us know if we'll have a long, healthy life. We all hope we will, but we don't know that. We don't know whether we'll have an unfortunate illness or accident. None of us know. What we do know is that most people will see death apart from the righteous who are alive at the second coming of Jesus, the rest of us were all going to see, see death, mm. death. So this is really important to, it's a, a topic that's so important to understand because it touches virtually everyone. Um, we need to understand what the Bible says about this. We need to have the Bible as our standard of truth. Yes. Because there are so many different ideas that don't necessarily have facts supporting it or, or anything mm. like that, you know. So so today we'll go back to looking at what the Bible actually says about this important topic and what it has to say about death and what actually happens mm. when we mm. die. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, there are so many different, uh, you know, approaches and understanding and interpretation. Just on the type of burial, for example, mm. if I if I could just uh, share, you know, uh, usually in a Western world, we have this uh, common, you know, uh, practice of uh, burying underground, you know, like in a coffin, you know, uh, somebody or maybe uh, or cremation, cremation yeah. you know, but there are some other things which are quite weird, you know, in some other pla uh, parts well, of the world. Weird to us because it's yeah. not part of our culture. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, for example, in, uh, in some places uh, like in Tibet, uh, uh, they call that sky burial. You may not want to do that, you know, because they may leave the bodies there and the, the birds of the, the sky, they come and, um, and devour that body. Well, that, that's a, a nice term for something that <laughs> doesn't sound so nice to me. No. But, you know, everyone has different ideas. Yes. And, uh, you know, we, in the ancient Egypt, you know, uh, we know about the mummies and that form of burial. Um, Where they hoarded all of their, their things together yes. because they thought they'd need them in the afterlife. Yes. Correct, correct, yes. yes. And unfortunately, they buried even the, the whole uh, household, you know, with them, you yes. know, the servants. Yes, and, too uh, bad if you're the servant, <laughs> yes. Um, in India, for example, you know, uh, on the Ganges River, um, we, we saw that, even on television, on mm. we heard about that uh, that they place you know the body on the that platform of wood and set it up in fire. You know, mm. uh, yeah, there are there are different um, uh, types of burial, and um, but half of the world, Tracy, believes in reincarnation, 
And wow, I that's think a that's, a, that's a big number. But let's, um, uh, hey, uh, let's uh, look a little bit, uh, go back. Um, uh, it's, it's such an important uh, topic mm-hmm. uh, because what we believe about this can either leave us sad and feeling hopeless or fill us with joy about our loved ones and the future. Absolutely. It really does have an impact on how we can feel about loved ones that that are no longer with us. As you said, we've got so many different ideas and I'll, I'll just go through some of some of the main ones mm. that, that that there is. So there's obviously atheism and you know, with that, it's when you're dead, you're dead. That's it. You know, and, and too bad that, that's it. Um, and, and the view is that it's just the last step in the evolutionary process. And mm-hmm. so you better enjoy your life now because there's nothing afterwards. Well, I say that's great if you've got a great life here. Mm. But, um, you know, some people have a very difficult life. And many people, I would yeah. say. Mm. And, uh, if there if there is no hope about something for the future, that's um, a really um, hopeless prospect, mm. I think. So so that's one of the um, one of the views that there are. There's so much new ageism that's around now, and the immortal soul is basically the the. The, the foundation of that where the view is death is just a new beginning the soul is set free and the person is free to come back again perhaps they might come back as another human perhaps mm-hmm. they might come back as a cow <laughs> whatever in the never-ending circle of life no one ever really dies i say with that well if a person's relatives aren't vegetarian, the idea of possibly eating a relative someday is a bit alarming Whoa. you know uh, yeah, I, I kind of think, mm, you know, I do. I've got a a, a colleague in in Sydney, and she won't squash a little bug or anything on, and she has a difficult difficulty growing things in her garden because she refuses to to um, to squash anything, but she does eat meat. You know, so, yeah, that's all a bit confused too Mm. when you actually go in and and look at that a little bit deeply. So there's Christianity, of of course, Um, but there's also different ideas within Christianity as well. There's a lot of Christianity um, believes in the immortal soul. So one uh, view with, with regard to that is that when a person dies, they go direct to heaven where they are watching over everything that takes place on earth and they're keeping a watchful eye on those they love. And mm. Many people have that view. There's also another that uh, with regard to an immortal soul, when a person dies, they may go to purgatory because they're in need to be purged mm. of of mm. their sins, etc., in order to be purified before they're good enough to go to heaven. And yep. there's also another um, view within Christianity, and that is that the soul is actually mortal and there is an ultimate resurrection. And that's where a person dies. They actually they sleep if you like mm-hmm. in the in the ground um not conscious of anything until the lord resurrects them at the second coming at which time they're taken to heaven so even in christianity we see there's actually quite a uh, a different 
um, number of, of views and beliefs mm, on mm. that, but we need to go back to the Bible and see I, I what think the that's, Bible says. That's the most important thing because uh, if we are going with the views, you know, today we'll have uh, some views, tomorrow we may have different views. Uh, and with culture, things change. But um, it caught my attention when you said about that. It's very popular, you know, to think that your loved ones are up there in heaven watching over you. I mean, you may think of that because you lost them, but for them to look back, here uh, to see all the suffering going on in this uh, world, I'm not sure how much enjoyment will be there in heaven for them. You see, I'm not going to be just, um, uh, you know, to talk easily on this aspect because this can affect uh, dramatically, you know, uh, a person who love, uh, who lost, lose uh, a loved one. Absolutely. And it's important uh, for us to understand what the Bible says in this regard. I mean, yes, there are so many ideas, uh, but the fact is that, is that they can't all be correct, you know, and you can't choose the option you prefer. Absolutely. I mean, we respect everyone, don't we, Nick? Mm. You know, we know that that people have different ideas, but but um, we we have to. Go to the Bible, which yes. is which is our compass, mm. if you like, for difficult times and difficult circumstances. So you can choose to believe what you want, but that doesn't make it true. There is just one truth. Yes, I mean, in presenting those different uh, viewpoints, it seems that uh, much of the confusion comes from the understanding of the soul. Maybe we should start there and ask, uh, what is the soul? Absolutely. Uh, it sounds like an easy question, but it's actually quite complicated. And that is what leads into a lot of the complication. So I went back to the uh, definition in the dictionary and, and I understand after looking at this why, you know, this this doesn't really help at all because so one uh, definition is it's the principle of life, feeling, thought and action in humans believed to be separate in existence from the body and living after death. The spiritual man of uh, the spiritual part of man as distinct from the physical high-mindedness, noble warmth of feeling, spirit or courage, a leader or inspirer of some movement, etc., uh, the spirit of a dead person, a human being, a person. So the word has so many different ways that it can be used and so looking even at the dictionary definition doesn't doesn't help because it's used in so many different contexts. So again, I just stress we need to use the Bible as our reference. Psalm 119.105 tells us, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And that's what's got to be where we go mm. for, for mm. our uh, answers. Yeah, And you mentioned the uh, things here, soul and spirit. And that's again another confusion because many people confuse the soul with the spirit. Absolutely. And um, we probably will be able to touch a little bit more on that. But yeah, yeah let's uh, yeah, take us through some scripture, um, um, Tracy, uh, to see a bit more clearly what the Bible has to say uh, about what happens when yeah, we die. Sure. So let's start at the beginning in Genesis 2.7 is where we first hear about the soul. And uh, the text says, 
Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living soul. So in this we see the man actually became a living soul. We need to really take note of, mm-hmm. of, of how that is phrased. And the Hebrew word that's used for soul there is nefesh, and that actually means a breathing creature. So the man became a breathing creature mm-hmm. is actually what that text means. The scripture's telling us that it's about being a living, breathing person. It's like a formula. So God formed man. He made a body. He breathed into him the breath of life, and that became a living soul. So body plus breath of life equals a living soul. You yes. know, it, it's as simple as that. So if you have the living soul and you take away the breath of life, you have a body, mm-hmm. but it's a dead soul. You know, so you don't have the soul anymore because it's just that uh, that uh, part of the you know the clay and the spirit of God. You know, the breath of life, if you like. Exactly. Uh, they become uh, a soul. That's very interesting, and I'm I'm um, looking forward to see a little bit more from the Bible. Uh, what has to say in this regard? Yeah, and as I mentioned before, we need to be really careful and note that man became a living soul. It doesn't say he had a living soul. And the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6.16, God only has immortality. So if the soul never dies, it must be immortal. But that idea is not found in the Bible. Certainly um, the soul and nefesh is all about a living, breathing creature. Yeah, I mean, as we talk about this, it's almost like thinking that the the soul is something uh, which we have. Mm. Mm, exactly, mm. and and it's not helped by the fact that we've got all of those different definitions in the in the dictionary, which it you know the the word can be used in all different um, uh, contexts, you know. And the thing that I think confuses people is that they use that um, definition, the spirit of a dead person, which is one of the definitions. Mm-hmm. They use that in this when they read the scripture, and so right. they're. they're they're reading the scripture without the correct definition there. So that's where some of that um, a confusion comes in. Um, Bible texts, it's really important that you read widely and across the Bible mm-hmm. and that you don't read them out of context because you can get very easily a wrong understanding, especially if you already have a certain belief because yes. we have the tendency to want Scripture to support our mm. our beliefs that we have already. So we do need to be very, very careful, especially on topics that are so uh, vital of vital importance that we do read widely. So there's another um, Scripture that I'd like to mention that's in Ecclesiastes 12.7. And it says, then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. So again, that's mm. that breath of life. Um, some who believe in your mortal soul use this as a biblical reference to support it. But the again, the spirit that's mentioned in this um, uh, text is actually in the Hebrew, it's ruach, mm. which means literally breath. Yes. Um, and it means a breath from 
coming from a rational being. So when you go back to the Hebrew, you cannot um, actually interpret it any other way. Mm. And I remember when, even when I, I grew up, you know, in my culture uh, back home in Romania, we used to have this saying about how many souls are in this village, you know, or referring to how many people, not how many spirits yes, are yes. there, you know, but that's why the confusion can be, you know, in between the soul, which, you know, the, uh, or the spirit of God. Uh, now, Tracy, you mentioned uh, quite um, yeah, a few passages from the Old uh, uh, Testament, um, but uh, are there some uh, other passages in the scripture in the New Testament sure. who can clarify this aspect? Sure, absolutely. How about we go to what Jesus had to say because, you know, he's the one who kind of pointed out how to how to understand the, the scriptures and how to apply them. So one um, clear um, scripture is around John 11 mm. and in that uh, Lazarus, who was a brother of Mary and, and Martha, who are friends of Jesus, he's sick and the sisters uh, send someone to give Jesus a message to tell him that uh, Lazarus is, is really sick to return to Jerusalem and the disciples were concerned because they'd previously tried to stone him there. But in 11, uh, in verses 11 to 14, Jesus tells the disciples of another reason that he has for wanting to go back that way. He says, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. And his uh, disciples, they replied, it says his disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. So it's clear that... um, the, the the death experience is also in the Bible referred to as a sleep. And mm. why is it why is it done that way? Because the death experience is like a sleep experience. It's like when we go to bed at night and hopefully we have a good sleep and eight hours or so pass and we wake up and we're we're not conscious of that time that mm-hmm. has passed. And I liked how David DeLima was saying earlier um, in the program that we practice the death and resurrection um, experience every night when we go to sleep. That's what it will be like when, when we when we when we die that it will be like a sleep we won't be conscious of of anything i also think about you know years ago you don't see it as much these days but tombstones used to always say rest in peace where did where did they get that idea of the rest from they got that from the word yes uh, by the way here uh, tracy i would like to take a short break now and um, please stay with us don't go anywhere uh, we'll come back and continue to unveil a little bit more about the spirit and the soul. But right now, just listen to this um, beautiful song, Rest Place, by Andre Stevens. Gone on a journey To the promised land I heard of Jesus God's only son It wasn't something that came and God He picked me up and changed my life. But sometimes life brings you down. 
signs have ceased And you're left on your knees There's a rest place ahead To stop for a back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nucrita and our co-host today is Tracy Papandreou. And uh, Tracy, we are talking about what happens when we die. Mm. And uh, that beautiful song, you know, talking about the rest, you know, and many of us, we like to think, oh, the loved ones who passed away, you know, 
they are at least resting right now. And many of us, uh, many people who may think that they are in heaven, you know, uh, resting there in heaven. Um, so let's, uh, we talked a little bit, touch a little bit on that. So yeah, let's uh, uh, think about uh, when people say that their loved ones are in heaven, looking down on them, keeping um, watchful eye on them. Is that biblical? It's not biblical. I know that um, it makes some people feel quite good to to think of their loved ones up in heaven. But um, you know, with all respect, I, I'm taking one of Robbie Bergen's um, phrases that I heard him use on one of his programs where he said, facts don't care about feelings. Mm. And we take our facts from the Bible and the Bible simply does not um, show that that, that that is the case. We really have to be careful of following things because it's what our heart desires Mm -hmm. rather than the actual truth. But as you mentioned, Nick, you know, um, if we had loved ones looking down on some of the, the difficulty um, that's been experienced in this world right now. It, it would it wouldn't be um, a joyful thing for mm. them. And Ecclesiastes nine five actually makes it really clear. It says, "For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, and even their name is forgotten." So it's quite clear that the dead are not. You know, having having this um, life in heaven, looking down on us, they they actually are sleeping, resting, and and it's they know nothing. Like when we are asleep in mm. a restful sleep at night, we know nothing. And uh, Tracy, the Bible uh, can demolish some of those, uh, um, you know. Views yes. very, very, um, you know, strongly. Yes. Um, now. We may have people uh, saying that uh, their loved ones um, who passed away, they came and visit them in the night and spoke to them. Yes, and some people, you know, they have those experiences and and they feel that they're very real. But once you understand this simple truth about death, what the Bible says, it becomes apparent that all these spiritual manifestations of people who have died, they're just illusions. Mm. They're evil spirits posing as deceased friends and family who really are still in the grave. So don't hear me wrong, listeners. I'm not saying that your loved one has turned into some demon or anything mm, like that. Mm. But we know from from the word that Satan can and his angels can take on many forms to make us believe certain things so that we will not have a right understanding of and his eternal business, things. His business in is in deception. Exactly. To deceive us. Exactly. And there's nothing uh, how to say wrong for us to accept or to to say, hey, um, if something happens which is not biblical, uh, the enemy is trying to trick us, to deceive us. Um, and we should be honest with ourselves and... Uh, yeah, receive the truth rather than the lie. And, you know, we're, we're warned in the Bible that especially in the last days we need to look out for these things. So Paul wrote to Timothy and he talked about um, the Spirit saying that in the later times some would abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things being taught by demons. In 1 Timothy 4, one, it actually says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons so we know that there are certain doctrines and ideas that are being presented by demons Mm -hmm. to us and we have to use the Bible and and be diligent about 
being sure what the Bible has to say about these things so we can be clear. There will be things happen, especially, you know, the closer we are to the end of time, we will see things happen in front of our very eyes that will seem very convincing and we need to go to the Bible to see what it says, to to be able to distinguish between truth and error. Mm-hmm. Now, um Yeah, we've seen from the scripture um, that, uh, you know, when a person dies, the life force, you know, which uh, God breathed into his, uh, you know, nostril is gone. Mm -hmm. And we just uh, read that passage in uh, Ecclesiastics. um, And we learned that uh, the spirit, you know, the breath of life returned to God. But where does hell fit in? Because uh, doesn't God uh, make a distinction and some people go to you know to heaven while others go to hell you know uh, what what's the understanding of this aspect Tracy? that's correct there's there's definitely a distinction between those who will experience heaven and those who will experience hell so just um quickly in Matthew 25:31 to 46 is just one example where Jesus told what the coming of the son of man would be like and he actually in 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 that those passages he talks about uh, the separation between the sheep and the goats, the sheep representing those who have really um, lived uh, lived the word, lived um, and trying to help others, etc., et lived as best they could to live out what God counsels us to to do and and to live. And the goats, those who you know they they really didn't um, follow that 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 guideline mm-hmm. and. Um, the sheep, um, uh, they receive the kingdom prepared for them since the creation of the world, the scripture says, eternal life, where the goats instead, they receive eternal punishment. Yeah. Now, eternal is another word that gets us in trouble a lot of the time. The definition for eternal is lasting or existing forever without end. And we need to study scripture again, I stress, widely across the Bible to understand this. So we need to understand eternal in terms of an eternal state mm-hmm. or it can also mean an ongoing action. So note that in what uh, the scripture that I was quoting before, it talks about eternal punishment yeah. rather than eternal punishing. So it's a it's a it's a state that is eternal, a an action, uh, a, a destroying that takes place when the Son of Man comes, which provides an eternal situation rather than there being this place where people are tortured forever. Oh, you, you're saying that we must uh, study widely across uh, the Bible on a topic. Uh, can you give us some other scriptures to support this understanding? Sure. In Malachi 4, 1 to 3, it says, Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Then you will trample on the wicked. 
They will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. So you can see from this we're talking about a, a finality of mm-hmm. it all. Um, the evildoers will be stubble. Not a root or branch will be left of them. They will be ashes. It's not an ongoing situation. And also from the New Testament in Re- Revelation 27 to 9, that says, and when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. So, The dictionary definition of devoured is to consume something completely. Mm. So again, we Mm. have numerous scriptures which are actually telling us about this finality instead of this ongoing thing. But yes, there are scriptures that support, they seem to support this ongoing situation, mm-hmm. um, people being tortured in hell. Revelation 20.10 says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Mm. And this is where we have what seems to be a contradict- contradictory ideas if it's just read at a surface level. And we need to kind of be able to look into this to balance these two. I mean, these are in the same passage, one concept after the other, it would seem. But obviously, we we need to um, understand fully. The term forever is used fixed 56 times in the King James Bible in connection with things that have already ended. Mm-hmm. In Jonah 2.6, forever means three days and nights. In Deuteronomy 23.3, it means 10 generations. In the case of mankind, it means as long as he lives or until death. Mm. Um, And some of the other scriptures you could look up if you wanted to um, get support for that is 1 Samuel 1.22.28 and Exodus 21.6. And Psalm forty-eight, fourteen. So we, so you have to be very careful to not just take a face value reading mm. of things. What we see from all of this is that the wicked will burn in the fire as long as I live or until death, and after the punishment, the fire will go out. The unbiblical teaching of eternal torment has been one of those things that's done more to drive people to atheism than any other invention of the devil. So true. Mm. It's a slander against our loving God because how can we on the one hand say God is love and then say he will take joy in watching people um, be tortured, you know, for ages uh, on? That just doesn't make sense. Absolutely. And another quick example is uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, which says in the Bible that uh, they were destroyed in everlasting fire, you know. But Sodom and Gomorrah is not burning uh, right now. It burned until the consumed, as you just said a bit earlier. But now, um, Tracy, what about the idea of uh, purgatory? You mentioned a bit earlier. Is there anything in the Bible which supports this idea? No, there is no scripture which gives any idea of a place where a righteous person goes for a time to be purified in preparation for heaven. When when Jesus returns, he will take the righteous home with them. They will be given uh, immortality at that point in time. There is 
absolutely nothing in the Bible which says anything about a holding place, if you like, where the purging takes place. All right. The destruction of uh, the unsaved, Tracy, is foreign to God's nature. I believe uh, it will be... It will really hurt him, you know. In uh, some parts of the Bible, if I'm not wrong, in Ezekiel, says that uh, it's a weird action, you know, of, of God. Um, in my tra- in Romanian translation, it's uh, even a bit more clearer, you know. It's something which is not in God's nature. No, no. You know, to destroy, but in His righteous, you know, and mercy, and you know, He will put an end mm. to sin mm. because we don't want. Imagine Tracy. Imagine to have hell all eternity while other people are in heaven, the other people will be in hell, which means sin continue to exist. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you really look at this, that idea does, just does not make sense. The work of destroying the wicked in hellfire is just so foreign to God's nature that the Bible calls it his unusual act. The Lord will rise up that he may do his awesome work and bring to pass his act, his unusual act. So Isaiah twenty eight twenty one actually calls it un- an unusual act. Mm, Him destroying mm. people is is not in his nature. Yeah, his heart will ache at the destruction of the wicked. You know, instead he works to save every soul. But we have free, free will. If one spurns his love and clings to sin, God will have no choice but to destroy the unrepentant sinner when he rids the universe of the horrible malignant growth called sin in the fires of the last day. Mm, that's so true. Hey, um, Tracy, our time, it's, uh, it's gone. You know, uh, we have just a minute or so to just quickly wrap it up. Um, if you can, in a few points. Sure. Sure, there's a lot we went through. Um, you must go to the Bible for guidance on such important topics like this. You must read widely across the Bible to understand a topic clearly. You can easily be led astray by um, just looking at something on face value. Genesis 2-7, where the soul is first mentioned, that is actually the body plus the breath of life being breathed into the nostrils equals a living soul. Man became a living soul. Death is like a sleep. We practice it every night, as Mm. David DeLima said. The dead know nothing until they are resurrected, resurrected. There's nothing in the Bible to support the idea of purgatory. At the second coming, those who've died in Christ will be resurrected. Their bodies will become immortal at that point. And there's no place of hell, but rather an event where Satan and his angels and the wicked will all be destroyed eternally. Tracy, thank you so much for sharing on this uh, quite interesting topic. Uh, I would just like to have a word of prayer before we closing. And uh, Father in heaven, we just uh, uh, come before you, Lord, to ask you to um, bless us with the Holy Spirit to understand the truth of the Bible. Be with each one of us and who's listening today. If they are troubled by the subject which we talked about, Lord, you comfort everyone. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our time is gone. Uh, Please join us uh, again next time uh, when uh, we are going to talk about what God wants from me. But until then, from Nick Rita and uh, Tracy Papandreou, God's blessings.
into the 